Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7... No, it's not. <laughs> this is our 8 a.m. I was going to say 7 a.m. Mindset call. This is our 8 a.m. book club call, 8 a.m. Eastern uh, book club call that we do on Saturday mornings, um, every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, and 5 a.m. Pacific time. And on this particular call, we talk about a particular book. Um, we call it the Book of the Moments. Not the book of the month, because we go way over the month. You know, we've probably been reading this book now two and a half months, maybe almost three. Um, and it's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. So everybody should be finished with it. And some people are just getting the book. But um, but What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter, a Ph.D. Uh, excellent book. It was recommended to me by um, Coach Jackie. You know, it's a lot of Coach Jackies out here, so she's gonna she's gonna go to <laughs> what you say the official. She's gonna be the official Coach Jackie because we can't have all these Coach Jackies out here. She has to be the official Coach Jackie. But uh, she recommended the book. Man, start reading it. I'm like, wow, this is excellent. So uh, we're on this book. I got a, you know, we got a couple of more I'm looking at, but I'm not leaving this book right now, even though we been reading it for a while we're gonna stay on it man because it's not what you hear is what you keep hearing it's not what you read it's what you keep reading not what you see is what you keep seeing it's the keep thing so we're gonna keep doing this for a minute and then we have a new book I can promise you that we're gonna have another one because we've been doing this for a while years and years and years and we've gone through a whole bunch of books uh at least some of us have so all right, uh, we also load this book club on the podcast platform. So if you run across this out here on the podcast and you're listening now, uh, you're saying, well, this is not a podcast. Well, you're right. It's a book club that's on a conference call line. That's why you don't hear the, the you know, the the clear mics and all that. Uh, but we load this on the podcast platform because we want people to go back and listen to it. We want people to go back and, um, you know, record, take notes, I mean, <clears throat> go back and uh, take notes and apply. That's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why we record and put it on there. So you can go listen to it. 16 different platform forms from Breaker to iTunes to Apple to um, you name it. And just put in Tony Fleming and Mindset and it'll come up. All of them will come up. And if you are slow uh, technically like I am and you want to check them out on the podcast, just send me a text at 678 Six four 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 five four one, and I will uh, send you the link. So it'll be in your phone, and you can have all the calls you want. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they'll be right there in your phone. You have easy access to them. You can go back and listen to them. You can share them. You can do everything. So uh, I love that about the podcast um, that you can put it. You know all the information there, and people can go grab it. Also, we got a replay number on this call, which means that after this call ends the day on Saturday morning. It'll be up to Monday morning around 8, so you can go back at any time and listen to the replay and do it that way. That replay number is 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, and the same PIN code, which is 783357-POUND, 783357-POUND uh, is the PIN code. And then you're good to go. You can go back and listen to it, take notes and all that kind of stuff. So when you get ready to watch something dumb and stupid, I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying don't because <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. But I'm saying 
it's a, it's enough dumb and stupid stuff out here that you can watch all day long. But take a break from some of the dumb and stupid stuff and say, let me listen back to a replay or let me listen back to one of the other calls. I challenge you all. I think last weekend two people took me up on the challenge because it was like if you can go back to the beginning uh, when we started, we got over two hundred and some calls on there now. If you go back and take notes on the first fifty, send me the information, you know. And uh, let me look at the notes. We probably I know we're going to talk about them, you know. We're going to discuss them, and then uh, you know I got a special gift for you guys. I already told those two uh, what I was going to do for them. Uh, I don't mean I'm going to do it for everybody, but those two stepped up and called me and said, you know, now I don't know. We're, I know one of them for sure. The other one, uh, <laughs> and if the other one got mad, then that means you probably, you you, are you probably a hit dog then. You probably said, <laughs> why are you going to say that about me? I, I hadn't called any names, so nobody knows who the, who the, who the two individuals are. But the other one, uh, <laughs> we got to see. <laughs> All right, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know. Yeah, let me stop. All right. <laughs> so, y'all ready? Y'all ready to get started this morning? We got a special reader. We got a special guest reader on this morning, and I think she's ready to go. Um, I think she's ready to go. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not you. You 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 coming here late to the party? The young lady who just texted me. You don't even know what we're talking about here. You don't even know. <laughs> you coming in real late to the party? <laughs> All right, folks, let's go. We about to get started. Warren Buffett once said, "The more you learn, the more you earn." Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom? You're trying to learn how to read? You're trying to escape? Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. blog talk book club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. introduce you I want to make sure you're on the moderator line just say yes I'm here yes I am here all right so she's on the moderator line so this is our special guest reader she's coming on the day from um, uh, she's a part of the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, housewives celebrity housewives of uh, South Carolina because she lives uh, Damn near in South Carolina. <laughs> She's supposed to be in Georgia. She says she lives in Georgia. She says she lives right side, right outside Atlanta. of Atlanta. No, <laughs> right, right outside of Atlanta until I actually 
<laughs> drove right outside of Atlanta, and she wasn't there, and I drove a little further, and she wasn't there, and I drove a little further, she wasn't there, and I, I said, wait a minute, I thought you said she was. So when I finally got to the destination, she's right outside South Carolina. Um, she's really right outside of South Carolina, which is borderline state of Georgia. Um, but uh, she's coming to us today as a as a guest reader, um, and her name is Miss Pamela Boutet, um, French. What does Boutet stand for? I mean, what does it mean? Is it a French name for something? It is a French name, but I don't think it has a meaning. If it does, I don't know what the meaning is. Oh, okay. It's a it's a a married name. Okay. Previous mar- yeah, it's not oh, like- previous. Okay. <laughs> I know some of our Google experts are Googling now to try to figure out what this the French term boute means. If is it French? <laughs> <laughs> it is French, yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. My so, ex-husband. Right, so I'm gonna pass the microphone to Miss Pamela Boutte and she's gonna to talk to us today. <laughs> she's gonna to tell us what chapter she's reading from and she's gonna give us some insight on what she uh actually received from this book and what what she's getting from this book uh of what to say when you talk to yourself, ma'am. So I'm gonna go on mute and uh the microphone is yours. You might wanna speak up a little bit. Okay. And if you're on How's speaker, this? get off a of speaker. I know a lot of y'all like to oh, do I that. Oh, I am on speaker. Okay. Uh-uh. Let me see how you sound if you're off speaker. Is that better? Yes. Okay, great. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Um, just a little bit background knowledge. I'm, con- I'm a teacher, 29 years teaching, you know, thinking I know um, a lot about education and teaching and learning, but I'm learning that the more I'm with this, the more I learn know what I don't know. So I'm going to come from a place of transparency. I'm going to be very honest and, you know, maybe even expose myself a little bit. But um, sometimes you have to come out of your comfort zone. So that's what I'm trying to do today. And so I've been um, doing my business, this business, for about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And I've experienced some success. But I always wonder, like, I know, you know, over a year and here, I know what to do. I have um, all the information I need to be successful, but I'm still not at the level that I want for myself, that I dream for myself, that I envision for myself. And I keep asking myself, why am I not achieving these goals? And... In this chapter I picked out from the book, it's chapter six, it's called The Wall. Um, started on page 31, if you want to join me there. I have the um, the white and red covered book. Um, so I'm just going to start from the beginning of that chapter, and then I'll talk about this wall that I seem to keep hitting. That's preventing me from doing what I need to do to be successful. So it says, all of us talk to ourselves all of the time. Our self-talk may be in, a spoken, in spoken words or unspoken thoughts. It can take the form of feelings, impressions, or even wordless physical responses like the clutch and the stomach that comes when we are surprised or afraid, or the rush that comes with excitement or joy. We are thinking machines that never shut down. From childhood, we've been watching, listening to, sifting, sorting, analyzing, judging, cataloging, and storing everything that goes on about us. 
most of us, most of our self-talk is unconscious. We are not even aware of it. At times, our self-talk comes in feelings that can't quite be put into words. At other times, it comes in little flashes, flickers of thoughts that never quite catch fire or glow bright enough or last long enough to become ideas clearly thought out and understood. And I put a star next to this part here. All of our thoughts, all of the pictures in our minds are always tied to something else that we already know about. If you're given a new thought or a new picture, one you have never thought about or imagined before, your brain will immediately find something else in your brain to tie the new information to, to give it sense to help you understand. That is the problem right there for me. Um, no matter what new information that I put in that's positive, I have so much limiting self-belief that are already in my brain that even when I put in this new positive stuff, it still goes back to that negative information that's been in my brain for years and years and years. Things people told me about myself, whether it be true or not true, it's there and the, the brain will believe it to be true. Whatever you put in it, that's what it's going to, um, whatever you put in your brain, that's what you, your brain will do, whatever you tell it. So regardless if it's true or not, and that's what I have to keep telling myself, but I don't really believe it. It's not true, but it's there, and that's what it's going to gravitate from. So that is the wall that this chapter talks about. The wall is what you hit when you're trying to put in that new information that is positive, but because it gets attached to what you already have programmed in your brain, it cannot get past the wall. And um, I think about that as a teacher. You know, when I'm teaching, they always um, have us teach students to associate new concepts with, our, with prior knowledge to help them better understand. But what happens when that prior knowledge may not even be accurate that they have? And I'm trying to teach these new concepts. That's just something that came up when I was reading, you know? Like, so are they really being able to understand? Because they're going back to information that's not even true, or they've been misinformed. So even, like, I'm, I'm teaching, like, a grammar concept, but if, and I always compare it to English, but what if their understanding of English is incorrect? So they're not going to be able to, it does, sometimes it doesn't help. So that is what's going on with me and my brain. I have all these great things that I know I am and I believe I am, but because of things that people have told me about myself, going back from childhood, because as a child, I grew up in a white community. Um, bad negative experiences as a child in school, always feeling left out, put aside, didn't have a lot of confidence. And usually I was the only black child in the class, you know, being made fun of and so forth. All those things hold add up hold over hold the hold years. Hold on one second. Hold on a second, Pat. Let me ask yeah. you this before you move on because I want to make sure people who are listening kind of understand where you're coming from with this because if somebody's new listening or if somebody who's listening who really doesn't understand what we talk about because there's some, of you, some guys on this call that um, that hear it but don't go through the process of doing what we're talking about doing so they in their brain they don't really realize some of the stuff you're saying because somebody easily could listen to you and say well uh she kind of making excuses or something but you kind of you're kind of finding things out about yourself 
that you didn't know or you didn't think about. That's that's my question I want to ask you before before you came on board with us because you was a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. Were you reading any books like this that made you think about some of the stuff that you were raised with, or, or was that just like something that, like I always say, people move on in life, get a new car, get a new degree, and they go on with their life, and they assume that that stuff is not there. Had you even thought about uh, the stuff that you heard from the wound to age seven and stuff that was in you? Had you even, you know, even thought about any of that, or were you reading any books like this before you came on board? Mm, I really was not reading. I read a few books I was with um, another company, and I had read, read like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a couple of those networking books. Um, but nothing with personal development and understanding who I am, why I do what I do. Um, you so, know, the so when you start part. reading this stuff, when you start reading, did it did it did it um, shock you? Did you did you deny it in the beginning? Did you say, no, nah, it's not? You know, because I'm sure it's people listening right now that's still in denial, and they think that, um, you know, that's not. I don't feel that way. I don't think that way and I because it sounds like you're really understanding this and so you're you're going back and thinking about some of the stuff that was said and but anybody listening who's not plugged in like you are could easily say well um you know she's just kind of making excuses and stuff um but I know that's not the case I know that you realize there's some things you have to work on so you know yeah and that's why I always say that it's it's a process for me that it's not going to happen. Um, I don't think on a, uh, on a conscious level, I realized it maybe perhaps I'm not sure. Um, I didn't give it a lot of thought before I know that before I started reading these books, I wasn't thinking along those lines at all. And, you know, sometimes they still feel like excuses, you know, but excuses, there's a reason for those excuses. Maybe I'm lacking confidence. Maybe I see other people doing it, but I don't believe it within myself that I can really do it because of things that I have in my brain that are saying, you can't do this. I mean, they well, see, talk you know, about you know, uh, what, what you're sorry. doing is saying out loud what most people think and don't want to say. See, mm-hmm. and that's why it's kind of folks go into denial mode. What you're saying out loud is what when people stand in the mirror, a lot of people say to themselves. That's why I always say what you say, you know, when you're at home by yourself and you're thinking, and a lot of folks don't want to admit what their thoughts are because their actions show what their thoughts are, but they don't want to admit it. You know, they'll sit here on the phone and say, Pam, you shouldn't say that. You know, that's not, you know, but then when they're at home, they're thinking, Man, I can't do this. Um, you know, I'm. You know, I. You, but then they put on their nice little clothes and get in the car, nice little car, and they drive and they go somewhere and they tell people that everything is good, good. But in their mind, they're thinking what you're saying out loud right now. Uh, but you know, there are people who will never admit that. So it's kind of. Um, and it's it's not easy to admit either, <laughs> especially right. being transparent, admitting it to everybody who might be you know listening and hearing me. So. Um, mm-hmm. You have to you have to be vulnerable sometimes, to, and I realize that in order for me to grow, I have to put myself in this position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, That's so um, true. Um, and again, you know, like you said at the beginning, you was going to be transparent, um, and a lot of times transparency, you know, people can't take or they don't. Just it's hard for people to receive it because 
you know, um, it's just that most people never want to, ne- never transparent. They never say what they're really thinking when they're, you know, when they're by themselves or even while they're listening. <laughs> even mm-hmm. while they listen to this, they still could be thinking that, you know, the, the, the challenges that they have because everything starts there with your thoughts. Everything starts with your yep. thoughts. So, um, and even though I'm saying these new thoughts, and I'm, I, I believe, I believe that they are true. But mm-hmm. if I have all of the, if I have this wall of thoughts that are already there, that it keeps getting attached to these negative things that I've been thinking about, you know, on page, uh, I think it's on page 33, 34, and 35, he has a list of all the things that we, you know, all the self-talk, and mm-hmm. you know. About 70, 75% of those things I've said to myself, and more than once. You know, no matter so what those I Those are already I in my I head. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can't seem to lose weight. I'm never enough. I never have enough mm-hmm. time. I just don't have the patience for that. I really, this really makes me mad. Another Blue Monday when I, you know, if we, I mean, <laughs> everything that he's saying in here is so true. And, yes. uh, but, it's almost like we have to, it's like a 12-step program. The first thing you got to do is admit that these issues are going on. Now, if you're not going to do that, if a person's not going to do that, again, now, I don't know, when you're at home, I think a lot of people admit it, but they don't work on it. They just admit it. And so now it's time That's to cover true. up when they go public, you know what I'm saying? Let's just cover this thing up all together. But, and, and why do you think, why do you think people don't work on them? On these issues, I don't think they have the knowledge, the information. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to work on them. Mm-hmm. How do you get rid of those thoughts? And that's mm-hmm. what's great about this book. It, it goes into those, like, what are some things you can actually do to get rid of those thoughts? Because that's the key. You know, you've got to erase and replace, right? Mm-hmm. You got to erase all those bad thoughts that been there, that have been there for years and years and years and replace them with the positive thoughts. And that's not easy to do, and a lot of people don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? All 25 years or 30 years, you know, I'm still a baby, um, of all those programming, how do, I re- how do I replace that? Where do I begin? And, yeah, you could be reading, but that doesn't mean you're replacing. Just because you're reading books, just because you're getting on the mindset call. Right. I mean, it's a start, it's a beginning, but it takes a lot more than just that. Right. So hence we have the the 90% of people who across the board just financially just don't make it in the whole world. And, you you know, then a lot of this stuff is not being addressed and talked about. So, um, you know, people just don't want to hear it. And so when you go through this process of doing this, see, usually what happens with this, uh, most people, is that, this whole conversation, this whole thing is just not even talked about, and most people just lose out from that. Now, hopefully we can grab 5 or 10% of people who listen on this call that has that same thought process that would eventually change. But if you look across the board at the masses and you just look at our business, I put it that way, most people mm-hmm. in our business, doesn't they don't want to go through this process. I'm not even talking about the people with the challenges, I'm, I'm talking about the people who are teaching this stuff. They don't really want to go through this. They don't really want to talk about this. They don't. And so the, the 90% stay where they are. 
because they don't really of, believe this is what's going to make them successful. They don't believe right. that this ha- this plays a part in it. Right, because it's not talk. So you only believe what you, what you have documented in your head. Remember, you know, when you start hearing this, you know, your brain goes, it's searching for that. And if it's not there, you don't believe it. And so people stay where they are right there at that point because they don't, you know, they hadn't heard that over 10, 15, 20, 30 years of living that this stuff here would help you become a leader, will help you, you know, change your thought process, will help you. So soon as it's said, you know, it's kicked back. It's like it's re- it rejects it from the body and the body. And so now we just still, everybody's still at that same point. And I'm you, not going to say stuck. everybody. I'm not going to say everybody because we're going to have 5 to 10% like you and other people that's going to eventually, you know, it's going to change for you because you understand your challenge and now you're going through that process and, you know, I think, you know, once you understand it, you just have to go through that process. So I know it's going to help uh, people like you and others, but, you know, across the board, mainly most people are not, and they're, and they're thinking that, you know, maybe it's this and maybe it's that and maybe it's this and maybe it's that, but really what it is is your thoughts and your paradigm, the stuff that you heard for years. That's why you probably could talk to, you probably could talk to 90% of people out here in this world and ask mm-hmm. them what a paradigm shift is, and they would look at you as if it's some kind of machine. <laughs> I bet you they would say, yeah. you know, you shift that machine over here or something. They don't understand that the paradigm is all the thoughts they've heard over their lifetime and years and things that they heard and that those things are programmed in us. Um, and so that's never addressed. No, never. and they get stuck. They get stuck mm-hmm. right there, and they... And therefore, lots of times they just drop out, you know. Yep. But I know, I understand this is a process for me, and I'm on, I'm on, I'm competing against myself, right? So I do see everybody else moving around, but I have to keep focused and knowing that that's their journey, and my journey may not be the same. My journey might take right. a little bit longer because I have some things I need to overcome and work on within myself first before I can right. get to where I'm going. I love how. Um, uh, Western Power, Mr. Nipsey Hussle, young guy. Uh, some of his some of his interviews, he talked about that uh, he knew he figured later he figured early in the game that his process was taking the steps. He said some people, you know, ride on the elevator; they go straight up and they get to you know. But he said mine was the stairway, and I knew that it was going to be the stairway. He said, and that's why he called everything the uh, marathon because he knew it was a process of. You know, and right before he passed, he just finally came out with his first, you know, he had been doing other albums, but it wasn't really albums. It was just like mixtapes. And he finally came out with his first one like 12, 13 years later, where a lot of folks just take off and, you know, jump on the elevator right quick. But he was taking the stairs the whole time. And that's a process that people have to realize that everybody is not on that elevator ride. Everybody's not going straight up like that. You know, you have to look at your... If you stay focused on what you're doing and realize that your process, uh, it's easy to get sidetracked, though. It's easy for you to start looking everywhere else and, uh, and seeing some people having success and, Pam, thinking that thinking that uh, they didn't go through the process that you're going through. You know, so we don't know when the journey we, started. We don't even yeah. know when they started, you know. They could right. have had, been doing this for five years before right. you even thought about this. Right, right. But we don't look at that. We just think we look at ourselves, then we look at that, and then we think, oh, man, look at me. I'm not, I'm not. But it's, 
you know, it's uh, it's interesting though. But uh, you have anything else you want to read, or was that? Um, that was it. Except that you know, you need to. I mean, it says in order to break, he shares that in order to break through that wall, um, you have to reprogram yourself, reprogram your thoughts and. In chapter 15, they go through that. He goes through that a little bit about repetition, you know, how you always say it's not what you say, it's what you keep saying, it's not what you hear, it's what you keep hearing. All those things matter. So you have to say them over and over and over and over again. It's how, what you say. Like I generally say, oh, I'm going to do this or I will do this instead of saying I'm doing this, like I'm going to make, you know, $1,000 this month from just, um, you know, through commissions. I'm going to make $1,000 this month. I said, I'm going to try to, you know, things yeah. that, you know, that show, that give me a reason to get out of it, kind of an excuse. Mm. Um, so it's how you say what you say to yourself also. Monitoring, like when you get those negative thoughts that come into your head, you have mm-hmm. to, like, be aware enough to stop it and replace it with something that's positive because that happens to me all the time. Um, So being aware and being able to edit those thoughts and then breaking old habits. You know, we've had all these habits and they say it's hard to um, teach uh, old dog new tricks. And it's so true. You know, as you get seasoned, it's a lot, it's very difficult to change those old habits and it takes time. So you got to do it a little bit at a time. You can't change everything in a day. So take one habit and work on that habit. Right. That's about it, I think. We used to say, we used to say, you know, as we matured more uh, on the old dog new tricks, we would say, uh, yeah, it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks, but you can fool a new dog with an old trick. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they didn't know about. So, <laughs> but um, I appreciate that, ma'am. Um, Thank and you very much for the opportunity. To, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, anytime, anytime. Anybody else who wants to step up and don't just, you know, say I want to read just to, you know, read. Just if you feel in this book and you really feel like you want to talk about something with this book, let's do it then since Ms. Sheenavert claims that you all just want to sit here and, uh, well, not to say claim. Ms. Sheenavert says that you all want to sit here and, and read and just you want to we want to sit here with our glasses on and listen to people read. She said they want to read, you know, page after page and you know, that's what she said. So if y'all want to read, put your glasses on and let me know. We'll read on the book club. All right. <laughs> but you did a great job, ma'am. Your voice is powerful. Your voice Thank is you. powerful. So so you you got you gotta be able to use that. All right. I'm working right, on folks. it, sir. I'm working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, you, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. All right, folks, so we're going to wrap it up today. That's it. That's all she wrote. The pen and the pencil broke. But, you know, today is <clears throat> um, Saturday where we send everybody to Subway. Y'all got to let the Subway know that I've been promoting this for a while. <laughs> so they need to let me do a commercial or something. So $10 Saturday, $10 Saturday, and you got to tell us the name of these voices that you hear. Uh, I don't think these are easy ones today. Maybe they might be. Maybe uh, I'm not trying to give y'all some easy peasy stuff. Uh, but 
you got to text me at six seven eight six four 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 five four one, and then you get you actually get cash today. This is not you know like we do during the week. This is actually cash today. So, first person here, give you a little hint, I guess. I tell you what, I'm gonna give you two people right now that I'm gonna play. These first two are not they're not living, so they're uh, rest in power. These two. Um, I don't want to give you what they do because it's too be too simple then, but uh, let's go with the first one then. Y'all tell me. And if you can't get it, then I might give you a little hint. You should get the first one. I know. Don't let Preacher Man jump on this. And I got a feeling he's going to get it first. I just got a feeling he's about to get it. That's if he's on the line. I think he is. All right, here we go. So then all at once, a woman filed her case in federal court. And she was at home with a friend of hers and her baby. Somebody come in and shot in the head. And then shot the woman, her friend, in the head. And three days before that, the engineer that worked at the waterworks shot him in the head at home. And I said to a friend of mine, they know we know they did it. But what would come out if there was a trial would be so awesome they'd rather do this. That's, that's how it works. Then they would find out that Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, the water's worse than that. Hmm? It's a game. They get ready to roll, man. And ain't nothing nobody can do about it. How you come up with Bill Clinton? <laughs> Some of y'all just say stuff that you so I can say the name. <laughs> come on, it's like you could have said, you know, day you could have said, uh, you know, Abe Lincoln, Bill Clinton. Really? Okay. <laughs> now you 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 kind of get close there, but uh, let me play it one more time. Here we go. So then all at once. A woman filed her case in federal court, and she was at home with a friend of hers and her baby. Somebody come in and shot in the head, and then shot the woman, her friend, in the head. <laughs> and three days before stop. that, y'all didn't let preacher man get this stuff, man. Y'all got to stop, man. Come on. All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, Tammy, I give you, you know, Tammy said just, what, no, Tammy said Joe Brown. It's not Joe Brown, though. Um, Preacher Man got the answer. I mean, I really love it when he gets the answer because I don't have to pay him. But I'm trying to give y'all something. So Joe Brown, not Joe Brown. Somebody else said Joe Brown. And another thing, Bill Clinton is not dead. We said this person is not living. <laughs> so, or did he die last night or something? All right. Kimona said, Maya Angelou. That was pretty close, but you know that was a male. That was a man. I'm going to give you all um, one hint see if y'all can, y'all can give me that, even though Preacher Man has already given me the answer, but text me. He is a, uh, well, he was also a comedian, but he was a guy that, that dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, 
he he was a, a naturalist, so he didn't put a lot of stuff in his body. But he was a comedian at one point back in the day. I'm waiting for somebody else to give me an answer, even though y'all don't know. But the answer is, and Preacher Man said it, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> Third Good Marsh. The, the answer is Dick Gregory. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all can't tell us Dick Gregory voice. Listen, That's the engineer that worked at the waterworks. Shot him in the head at home. You know what I'm saying? To a friend of mine, they know we know they did it. But what would come out if there was a trial would be so awesome they'd rather do this. That's that's how it works. Then they would find out that Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, the water's worse than that. They didn't make the role, man. And ain't nothing nobody can do about it. He's talking about the water situation up in Michigan. He's like, man, some of y'all don't re- realize your water is almost worse than that. You just don't see the color in it, and you don't know what's really going on. And, you know, dig it real deep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, all right, so... Keep my ten dollars. All right, let's go with another one here. I'm, I'm counting on you, preacher man. Come through, come through for me. All right. Now this is person is not living. Also, um, he's. He, I'm gonna give you a hint. Well, he's gonna talk about it a little bit. He's an athlete. He was a. He was a professional. Um, I'm not saying what he played. Was it baseball, basketball, or football? But he was a. He was athlete and uh, well known, well known. You don't, when you have pain, what you do is you focus on non-pain. Your mind focuses on, on soothing what's hurting. Your mind focuses on creating a, a healing form. In other words, <laughs> Come I on, preacher man. I just played the thing. How you get that, man? You must. Now, I've checked. Now, I'm going to have my, my, my inside sources checked, too, to see if there's some kind of machine you can put and get a person's voice. I don't believe that because I look, and then the police department would have it, you know, at least they'll be saying it, you know. Hey, I'm going to let this play out for y'all. Smokey Robinson was not a, um athlete, so. They what did you got that I sent you? I'm going to play it in a minute. <laughs> For some people, it would have taken them three, maybe four weeks. I've had injuries that, that have taken three, four days. And what other reasons can you uh, apply to that? You can't say it's medicine because a lot of times I don't take medicine. It's, it, it's the reasoning that I use. It's that there are certain things that I dwell upon, like thinking, positive. Like it's going to be okay. It's going to be well. It's getting well. It's feeling better. And it happens. And the only other only other way to explain it is that if you look at the brain, the percentage of of the brain that we use, the percentage that we don't use, maybe I've some way tapped over into that 
into utilizing, into building, making the body produce its own enzymes for healing. Because we, we can do that. In a small way, we, we know that certain things happen, chemistry in our bodies that, that happens, that produces healing enzymes. All right, folks. That was the late, great Walter Payton talking about pain when he played football, how he would get injured. And a lot of guys would shoot up. You know, he wouldn't do it. He said he just, he would just, you know, he was he was in pain, you know, every play almost, but he would make sure that he would let his mind override the pain so that he could play without, you know, being shot with drugs and stuff like that because it was just, he didn't want that because the recovery time on that was, was really harder than anything else. So, but that was a great Walter Payton. If, if anybody tell me y'all know who Walter Payton is, I'm, I hope y'all know who Walter Payton is. Just Google that then. All right. So let's talk about the living now. And I'm going to play this one for that Miss Horsley gave me because I don't know this person. <laughs> I do not know this person. Uh, do not have a clue. <laughs> um, now, if but I'm gets sure some one, of y'all do. And after I heard the voice, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I After saying, I heard the voice, I said, I said that if anybody know this person, they're going to know this voice because this lady's voice is unique. And so, and if all right, gets this, this was one, one that was a, suggested by the well. Can you hear me, Mr. Poyman? I'm trying to talk. Go ahead. <laughs> if Preacher Man gets this one, he's a well-rounded individual. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think a few of the ladies, We'll probably get this one. All right. Here we go. You have to be making decisions all the time. And in every part of our lives, whether it's with our children, whether it's decorating our homes or anything, whether it's our business. Wait a minute. That sounds like Pam. (laughs) Decisiveness is really important. And you have to go with your gut, not your head, not your heart. You make a decision. You make it work. You find a way to make it work, and you keep moving. But you can't say yes to everything. Hmm. So I like to have fewer buckets really full and then, then like, multiple buckets half full because time is the most valuable commodity. And we do so many things that suck our time, that basically you just say yes to this, it sounds good, yes to that, it sounds good, particularly when you get more successful. So. Ooh, Kim Close. Kim says it's a white lady. Ooh, how you figure that out, Kim? That's so brilliant. Being able to say, no, that's not a good use of my time, that's not a good return on my investment, whether it's doing philanthropy, which I do, or business, and then you start to really understand how to be streamlined what you decide to do. So I've turned down many, many multi-million dollar opportunities because time in my life too, my personal life, is very important to me. Doing the show that I was previously on was not really enjoyable. It's not where I wanted to be, and it affected other areas of my life, just in feeling not good about myself, and then you're stretched so thin, you're not able to focus on the things you really want to focus on, you were talking about not taking risks. Not taking risks are the greatest risks of all because there's no greater risk than regretting something that really might have been a dream than jumping and flying. Mm. Tim said Melinda Gates. Yeah, she's alive. She's alive. Um, Mel Robbins, nope. I'm getting no clue, no clue. <laughs> 
Damn, Miss Horsley. I don't play this one more time, but the lady, Pam almost sounds like the lady. Uh, <laughs> one more time. Here we go. You have to be making decisions all the time. And in every part of our lives, whether it's with our children, whether it's decorating our homes or anything, whether it's our business, decisiveness is really important. And you have to go with your gut, not your head, not your heart. You make a decision. You make it work. You find a way to make it work, and you keep moving. But you can't say yes to everything. Hmm. So I like to have fewer buckets really full and then, then like, multiple buckets half full because time is the most valuable commodity. And we do so many things that suck our time that basically you just say yes to this, it sounds good, yes to that, it sounds good, particularly when you get more successful. So being – All right, so I still don't have you in my phone, whoever this is, for – let me see. Oh, it's Jenny. Okay, so Jenny, Jenny, you close. I mean, you right there. Jenny, you right there. You just got to give me the name of the person. <laughs> so um, you just got to give me the name of the person, Jenny. You right there. Able to say, no, that's not a good use of my time. That's not a good return on my investment, whether it's doing philanthropy, which I do, or business, and then you start to really understand how to be streamlined what you decide to do. So I've turned down many, many multi-million dollar opportunities because time in my life too, my personal life, is very important to me. Doing the show that I was previously on was not really enjoyable. It's not where I wanted to be, and it affected other areas of my life, just in feeling not good about myself, and then you're stretched so thin, you're not able to focus on the things you really want to focus on. You were talking about not taking risks. Not taking risks are the greatest risks of all because there's no greater risk than regretting something that really might have been a dream than jumping and flying. All right. So y'all had, a, y'all had your chance. Preacher Man gave a good shot. Um, you, said it, uh, you said it twice, Preacher Man. is not, not – Preacher Man said Sarah Blakely. Nope, not Sarah Blakely. Um, hold on a second. It's uh, okay. Not Sarah Blakely. Kimona said Rachel Ray. Close. Joe Bay Bayhair Bayhair. Uh, oh, that's the older lady. No. All right. So Miss Horsley, you want to tell them who this person is? <laughs> she must be on mute. Okay, I'll tell you. All right. So the name is. Um, the name is Bethany Frankel. She's on the Housewives show. And, and uh, uh, Jenny said that. That's, how, that's a lady on one of those Housewives shows. And um, and I had no clue. I don't know if she's on anything else. But Bethany Frankel, I don't know what else she does. But that was a, a name that Lisa gave me. I asked her, I said, you know, I called her. I said, give me a voice or something in your name. And I just went to YouTube and found it. So, y'all didn't know who Bethany Frankel was? You better go Google. You better go check out Bethany Frankel. You don't get anything for that, Jenny. You don't. <laughs> no, nope, nope, you don't get anything for that. So, so we did Walter Payton. We did Dick Gregory. Now we just did Bethany Frankel. All right. Dang, I thought I was the easy one. Okay, he go to, he go to, um, Okay. All right, check this one out. <laughs> okay, I, see, I hear you, ma'am. 
right. Uh, got two more. Got this one and another one. All right, here we go. But as a comedian, I mean, I mean, I see myself on the news every day now, and I'm going, it's too much. It's not that important. I mean, I love to entertain, and I love to do movies, and I want to entertain for the rest of my life, but it's, I don't think it's that newsworthy, you know, to be on every show and every interview. It's like, they make, and, and they're not even talking about me. They're talking about an acting part that I do every night of the week, when it, whether I'm on at the comedy store, whether I'm in concert. I'm an actor, and I'm playing this character so real that I've made all these reviewers and writers just, you know, sink their teeth in. He said he was a comedian. You heard him. <clears throat> and that was an old school clip there. He was being interviewed by um, Larry uh, Larry on CNN. Dang, Preacher Man. Preacher Man killing the game. <laughs> I love it, though. I'm going to let y'all hear one more time. Preacher Man just gave me the answer, though. I'm going to let y'all hear one more time. But as a comedian, I mean, I mean, I see myself on the news every day now, and I'm going, it's too much. It's not that important. I mean, I love to entertain, and I love to do movies, and I want to entertain for the rest of my life, but it's, I don't think it's that newsworthy, you know, to be on every show and every interview. It's like, they make, and, and they're not even talking about me. They're talking about an acting part that I do every night of the week, when it, whether I'm on at the comedy store, whether I'm in concert, I'm an actor, and I'm playing this character so real that I've made all these reviewers and writers just, you know, sink their teeth in. All right, so that was, uh, he would say, he would come on and he would say, that's a guy, not Kelsey Grammer, he would say stuff like, whoa! <laughs> he would say, whoa! That was his, he come out with a cigarette in his hand, have a big leather jacket on. He would say, "Whoa!" <laughs> Y'all still don't know what it is. <laughs> That's uh, Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> one of the most foul comedians that would say anything to anybody, <laughs> anytime. All right, so here's the last one. But somebody got to win today because Preacher Man, either y'all not getting it or Preacher Man getting it. I got to get this to somebody. All right, so Preacher Man, you can't, can't, you can't answer this one. Lisa texted me. She said she's on the other line with the, uh, the CEO of the company, so she had to click over. So, All right, so... Um, Let's see, Jermaine, you can't get this. Even if you even if you get it, I'm gonna let other people keep trying. <clears throat> Excuse me. A, um this is a superstar football player that's still playing right now. And I'm gonna put it this way, I'm gonna give you an easy with this easy. His name has been out in the news lately. Now come on. Come on now, that's a that's a slam dunk there. At least if you was, you know, sports person. Single parent, my mom's. Um, she was just working a lot and things like that. And you know, I occasionally sneak out and play football and stuff. <laughs> and I knew I was pretty good. And, you know, I was making the older guys miss and um, pretty tough just playing in the streets. We play throw them up, bust them up. You know, smith a quitter, things like that. Um, 
But so what, like around. What is that? What, oh, so what we do is we get the football and we just throw it up. Whoever gets it, like everybody's out there against you. It's like you against everyone. So is that where you got that toughness? And yeah. That the ball's mine when yeah, it's in the air. Most definitely. <laughs> um, and it's good though. I mean, it just um, teaches you a lot about you know, like like life. You know, everybody can be against you and and things like that, and just just going through it and just not quitting. Um, yeah, I want you to answer, preacher man. Answer that. I'm not going to give you credit because I want somebody else to get it. <clears throat> they said Justin Fields, the quarterback for Kansas. Nope, 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 nope. I think a parent, my mom's, um, she was just working a lot and things like that. And, you know, I occasionally sneak out and play football and stuff. <laughs> and I knew I was pretty good. You know, I was making the older guys miss and um, pretty tough just playing in the streets. We play throw them up, bust them up, you know, smith a quitter, things like that. Um, but so like around. What is that? Oh, uh, so what we do is we get the football and we just throw it up. Whoever gets it, like everybody's out there against you. It's like you against everyone. So is that where you got that toughness? And yeah. That the ball's mine when yeah. it's in the air. Most definitely. <laughs> um, and it's good though. I mean, it just um, teaches you a lot about you know, like like life. You know, everybody can be against you and and things like that. And just just going through it and just not quitting. Um, I can't believe Preacher Man didn't know that. I can't believe none of y'all didn't know that. God, I thought that was a pretty simple one, the way he, I mean, he doesn't do a whole lot of interviews, but, I mean, just to hear the way he said those things, y'all should have gotten that one. I've had five Cam Newtons. It's not Cam Newton. See, I, 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 you know, I watched all this stuff on YouTube. I don't watch it on television. Just for you. Know. <laughs> uh, when I want to watch something, I just click on YouTube and I catch the last, you know, I catch the recording of it, so then I can monitor what I watch. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> so what I do. Boy, YouTube is a lifesaver for me. Um, all right, preacher man, giving you a shot now. Give me the answer. Nobody knows the answer. He said that was a Texans quarterback. Y'all be shaming yourself, man. Y'all be shaming yourself. I'm going to play this and I'm going to tell y'all who this guy is. I think a parent, my mom's, um, she was just working a lot and things like that. And, you know, I occasionally sneak out and play football and stuff. <laughs> and I knew I was pretty good. And, you know, I was making the older guys miss. And Come on, man, especially if you're in Atlanta. Y'all ought to be shot. That's Julio Jones. I can't believe this. I don't <laughs> listen. Um, pretty tough just playing in the streets. We play throw them up, bust them up, you know, smith a quitter, things like that. Um, but so what, like around what is that? Well, oh, so what we do is we get the football and we just throw it up. Whoever gets it, like everybody's out there against you. It's like you against everyone. So is that where you got that toughness and yeah. that the ball's mine when yeah. it's in the air? Most definitely. <laughs> um and it's good though, I mean just um teaches you a lot about, you know, like like life. You know, everybody can be against you and, and things like that. And just just going through it and just not quitting. Um, hmm. Well, folks, uh, nobody's eating today off of me. <laughs> so I might have to go back to the music and let y'all win some because it's not fair. It's not fair. But I just, I just knew y'all was going to get, at least somebody's going to get one of them. 
Nobody today. Nobody. And Mark is just, I don't know where Mark is. Mark's sitting over there thinking, what? 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 Who's? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, folks. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid. Oh, 